Announcement. The revolution will not be televised. I repeat, the hemp revolution will not be televised. Welcome to the Hemp Revolution Podcast, the global hotspot for the buzz and the cannabis. Hear the secrets of the green rush from the dreamers who are writing the rules, innovating business, and changing history forever. Immerse yourself with the fascinating stories from the leaders in the hemp health revolution to learn how we are changing the game. Now here's your hosts, James Brinkerhoff and Sonia Gomez. Hey guys, Sonia Gomez coming to you from Denver, Colorado. Super excited to be here with you on another episode of the Hemp Revolution podcast, where we are sharing and telling the stories of the entrepreneurs who are pushing this incredible industry into the future. As you know, it is our mission here at the Hemp Revolution podcast to share with you the truth about cannabis and hemp so that you can make educated, empowered decisions about how you want to care for yourself the people that you love or the conditions you may be suffering from and preserve the otherwise healthy and vibrant lifestyle that you may already be caring for. If you're a budding entrepreneur looking for tools, resources, or some tricks that you can use to break through the glass ceilings that are a part of this inevitably challenging industry, check us out on theemeraldcircle.com. We are happy to help. And if you are a person looking for products you can trust to deliver the results you're looking for, check us out on medicalsecrets.com for any tips on which products are best for which conditions or results that you are looking for. In today's episode, we are going to be going on a journey with Todd Dwight, who is the founder and CEO of Levin Cannabidiol. He has participated in the adult use cannabis and hemp industry for the for the past four years. And with the launch of his CBD brand earlier in 2019, his approach to branding inputs and education help to lessen the stigma around the industry. Super excited to share with you um, about all of that stuff because this is an area I'm really passionate about as well. And with a strong educational background, he is all he is also participating in regulatory reform, community outreach, and focusing on team development within his organization. Here to share and tell a little bit around his journey as a pioneer in this space. Thank you so, so much for having us today. We're really excited. Obviously, I'm excited, but the company as a whole is excited to participate with you. Yeah, this is super exciting and a little bit more of a conservative approach to an otherwise avant-garde industry. Super excited to hear more about your background and how you got started down this path. Um, Why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, who you are, where you're from, what your background is, and how you ended up in the CBD movement. Well, uh, the guests don't know this, but just before this, we were going back and forth between where I'm from, which is New Jersey, uh, ultimately living Connecticut currently. Uh, our brand is located in Norwalk, Connecticut. And with a strong, like she said, like Sonia said, with a strong educational background, uh, we launched the brand Levin Cannabidol uh, in an effort to destigmatize what is really uh, a, a, a negative connotation to the industry, and there's a lot of uh, misinformation. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of lack of education, and it's not to say that our consumers aren't intelligent people, but there's enough information that's out there that is confusing. And we're here to provide an, uh, an atmosphere and a product that is minimal. It's uh, it gives us an ability to talk 
a little bit more focused on what the benefits are and how to use the product by using the CBD isolate. Uh, and not to say that we don't find values in other cannabinoids uh, or full spectrum, but we, we, we focused on that for a reason. And, and, and I think the brand has uh, started off since April, has uh, gone a great path towards, towards uh, introducing itself to the customer base, having a lot of connection with our clients. And then ultimately, like we discussed, I really think there's, there's something to be said when the customer comes back in and, and gives you their, their feedback and, and how they find these products to benefit their daily life. Um, it really helps to have the, the retail effort um, or the retail establishment as well. So, so that's where we started. Um, uh, it's really nice to be uh, participate on, on podcasts like this because it, it helps spread the word, right? What we're doing here is going to really change how people perceive the industry and how they use these products. Yeah, I agree. You know, one of the things that we were talking about in our pre-interview conversation was um, the challenges and inconsistency in education. And that is something that really stands out in your company is your approach um, and emphasis on education with the end goal of being able to reverse or dilute the stigma that is coming with the cannabis and hemp industry. Can you share a little bit about your philosophy um, and how you are working to empower your customer and community um, with, um, with education? Sure. So uh, like I said, when we started the brand, it was, it was obviously a, a products-driven brand. So a, a retail establishment with a single brand uh, wouldn't necessarily be the most profitable part of a business. However, we found that it would be incrementally important to provide an opportunity for education. Uh, it's, it gives uh, our customers an opportunity to come in, talk to a staff that's highly knowledgeable, uh, talk, it talks a little bit more about than just the, the regulatory side or you know what products do what, but talk about alternative wellness in general, talk about mental health, Talk about feedback that we hear from other people because, you know, the FDA really doesn't like us making claims, but you do hear positive things that are beyond inflammation and anxiety that, that do make a difference in people's lives. And so uh, the, the focus for us when we started the retail store was education and, and started the brand was education. So that's why when you, when you see our products sitting on a shelf, they look very Ordinary. They look very like you could sit on a counter in, in any office space without having that stigma that does surround our industry and, and quite frankly, the, the adult use industry as well. Do you have um, any of your products that we can see? So, yeah, absolutely. I'm sitting in our store. Um, this is our four ounce cream. It's a it's CBD so isolate. It's primary... Its primary ingredient is lemongrass. We obviously have all the proper warning labels. And a big thing for us, too, is if you look at it, it's non-GMO, gluten-free, soy-free, um, cruelty-free. We really care about minimize the inputs, minimize the negative effects, um, be able to talk about what ingredients really are in here. Um, and, and I think that that also separates us from a lot of other brands that have come to market more recently because... There are a lot of benefits other cannabinoids. There's a lot of benefits to alternative wellness products like turmeric and things like that. But we really want to understand why we're using this product. And I think the cleanliness of it and the understanding of what the all-natural ingredients are really help in educating and reducing that stigma. Here's another product that we have. 
It's our, it's our CBD vape pen. Obviously, there's a huge uh, focus on what's good and what's bad for you in the vape industry. We use all American metal hardware. We really care about where we're sourcing our products from, not only just the CBD, but what's in the metal, what's in the, the, the things that we don't know about and we're not educated about at this point. All American metal means what? Less mercury. Minimizing the carrier oils is a big deal for us. So we use pure hemp seed oil, CBD isolate. There's no, obviously no vitamin E acetate, which is what is the, is the big killer right now in the market. And I think, you know, in a, in a few short, you know, in just two short weeks, we, we, we've come to a realization of we identified what the culprit was. The educated people in our industry and the leaders in our industry really do know their stuff. And it wasn't in their products. It was in some of these alternative products that are in the unregulated markets, which we also need to fight for. Yeah, I 100% agree. Um, I would love to hear from you from the, from, let's just stepping, stepping out of the entrepreneur's perspective for a moment and looking at more of a human approach to this industry. Um, and a lot of what we're fighting for right now, I'm a mother of four. I have a 17 year old, 13 year old, 11 year old, and a two and a half year old. And, and, um, with myself and, um, my husband, and then the mother of our first three children, we are co-parenting and collaborating on how we want to approach and manage the conversation and also interest in items like CBD and cannabis for kids. Um, myself, I'm very much involved with educating the high school students on, you know, on uh, cannabis use and effects and so on and so forth. Definitely mm-hmm. talking with parents about it. But I'm in Colorado. The cannabis <laughs> industry has been thriving here for freaking years, okay? Yep. So you're on the I East wish I was there, but no, I'm, I'm happy to be here. You're on, you're on the East Coast. You're in Connecticut, by the way. Yep. And this is a much more um, affluent and conservative community of people who are, I mean... New York in general is running the world, right? So you're just a stone throws away from from people who are literally running the whole economy of the world right now. And I I would love to hear from your from a parent's perspective. What are some of the key concerns or considerations that are still floating or surrounding your guys's conversations when it comes to cannabis and CBD? I have a very opinionated stand on this. Um, <laughs> uh, it's great because the community I do live in is a very affluent community. Um, it, it's, it's also starting to change rapidly as far as what's good for you and what's bad for you, right? Because those communities always ate better. They always had better food and opportunity to eat better in a lot of different, different stigmas, right? And those people also are smart about what are the benefits of different products, alternative wellness. So when I came out of the closet about my use to my family, and I never, my family never knew I was a cannabis uh, supporter. I went to an Ivy League college. Uh, I participated in it throughout college, and I never stopped. And it never negatively affected my life. And what's funny now is you're starting to, as you start to come out of the closet about your alternative lifestyle that's actually benefited you in so many ways that there's no reason for the, the, the stigma or the anxiety that goes along with it, or never mind the negative, the negatives. The, there's the, the feedback that I've gotten has been resounding uh, as far as me too. I, I, I also like, I've been a, such a supporter of it for so many years. It's, it's, it's something that's benefited me. 
And there's, and there's some people that I've talked to that, you know, you would never guess that, that they, they were a consumer of cannabis, but, or, or even CBD for that matter, because of the stigma that people don't know that it doesn't get you high, that, that they're coming out and saying, thank you for being honest. Thank you for coming to the forefront and actually being somebody who I've always thought was an intelligent person, or I always thought was somebody who I could, you know, be called a friend. And now that they know that it doesn't change who I am. And even my family, because I have a very conservative family and my grandmother, who was a big you know, driver in my life, she's also now one of my biggest supporters who I never thought she would have supported, you know, cannabis use or alternative wellness in general. And, you know, it, it was, it was, it was from the old school of, you know, take what the doctor tells you. And, and even from a religious standpoint, not understanding, you know, what the Bible actually does say in some regards, but there's a lot of things that we can learn. And then as we start to talk to each other more, it's amazing how much the positive feedback has been amongst my entire community. Now, I will say there is a group that still will never find the value in this, but we don't, we're not necessarily here to help them. They're, they're never going to find a value in this. There's going to be a group that will always find um, problems with this particular industry because of some of the negative effects that they have seen. However, they don't understand in some regards that, you know, the regulations have driven those kinds of outcomes or the regulations have caused people to question why regulations are what they are, right? So I, I, I get very frustrated when we, when we start talking about regulations because it's what has created this stigma and was why you asked that question, what do conservative people in Connecticut truly believe you know, are the benefits of this or how much do they really think that this is a beneficial product? And it's nice to be a, it's nice to be a fighter in that community where I'm not, I've studied enough and I've done my research where I feel confident enough to talk about it intelligently. Well, good for you. I'm asking because I am blazing in on a plane into Connecticut for an expo there. Um, and I will be a keynote speaker um, I'll be making announcements for all of the dates and locations and all of that fun stuff. But I will be in your state we'll talking, about this, talking about this very subject and how we can, again, bring it all down to earth. There's this very high flying stigma and, you know, idea of what both the industry and the people who are in the industry look like and sound like and act like. And I call myself a stiletto stoner because I'm like walking around in my red bottoms and my suits and like nobody knows until I, you know, until they come. Yeah. Until they come to my house and I'm like, would you prefer wine or weed? And, (laughs) you know, and that's the conversation. And, um, and, and it's so funny to see like, my lawyer friends or, you know, my banker friends or whoever come Executives. and they see me in such a posh environment and then they come and visit me at home and they're like, it's a new, it's a new me too movement where I'm like, well, I'm, you know, I prefer not to smoke a Marlboro light, but I will have some cannabis. And they're like, oh, me too. <laughs> or, or it's sort of like the U2 movement, right? It's, it's also U2, U2? Really? Yeah, okay. It's great. You too? Yeah, totally. Totally. Now, how does that, how old are your kiddos? So I have a six and a four year old. Okay. Um, so in pre-K and in first grade. Uh, and getting back to your point before, um, it's amazing the, the, the positive feedback from stressed out parents uh, and also 
you know, we're starting to see a lot of um, alternative solutions for our children, right? My yeah. son has uh, been recently diagnosed with Tourette's and he, you know, it's, it's not, a, it's, it doesn't negatively affect our life, but what, what else is out there? What, you know, what have we not looked at? If we know so much about, you know, the benefits of CBD and some of the anecdotal evidence that we have, what, what else is there? And, and when you talk about, you know, neurology and you talk about how our receptors work, it, it's, it's amazing how the, sec- the second we take a second look at things or we question things, uh, a lot of alternatives come to the forefront. Yeah, absolutely. What is going to be, or have you thought about, or perhaps you and your wife have discussed, what will the conversation be like in your household when it does come time to casually brush across, you know, the birds and the bees conversation of cannabis? So we both, so so we have this really cool approach with our kids where you know we don't care if they curse, curse in the right situations. Don't curse when you're answering somebody who is you know, your teacher or you know if you're with your buddies and you're messing around. Make sure you understand you're with your buddies and don't don't be don't be in a bad don't be a bad person. You know, and so when it comes time for that, it's it's sort of like everything else in life. We don't really feel pressure to make it a big tipping point in their understanding of who we are. Um, we will, we'll, it's, it, it, we don't necessarily ingest in front of our children or consume in front of our children. Uh, but we definitely do not hold it away from them as if it were something that was negative. Um, yeah. but our, but you know, we also understand that these kind of growing pains or life lessons are learned from alcohol, nicotine, coffee. I mean, when, when, when I was young, 15-year-olds weren't drinking coffee, and now there's a Starbucks in schools placed in different places. So yeah, I think... Like, I'll get a caramel macchiato on my way into class. <laughs> you're 16 years old. You have enough energy. I don't think you need coffee. <laughs> but, you know, but that's me being an old man right now, right? So that's I'm fair. an old woman. I must be. And so, like, and, and, and so like but, but the understanding of the, the opposite of that is also hypocritical. So, yeah. you know, there, there's, there's ways to consume anything at the right time. Obviously, smoking before a certain age messes with your body in a lot of different ways. And we want to be smart about it, you know, and not approaching things from a, a hysterical perspective that this is going, this is the devil's lettuce and this is bad for you. Well, smoking is bad for you. Yes, I don't disagree. But cannabis, when consumed, is an all-natural you know, product. It's, it, it's accepted by your body naturally. The side effects are minimal. And, and so, yeah, so... Uh, when we, when we introduce this to our range parenting, yeah, when we introduce it to our children, we'll do it from a perspective that nothing is, you know, on a shelf somewhere, uh, that, that can never be touched. Yeah. Yeah. I really agree with that method. And I'm, I'm recognizing in the way that, you know, cause I'm a little bit further down the line, I have teenagers, you know, things like that. So it's with broken ankles, I hear. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> terrible. um, with with the considerations of knowing that where they're at and the amount of exposure that they have here in Colorado, it's definitely a part of the conversation. But what I love is that in our in our household, both their friends and themselves talk to us really openly about everything. And we sort of get the inside scoop on what's happening. And there's a whole trust factor that's built through that a feeling of safety and acceptance within our household. And I think that that's a necessary thing to bring, you know, to communities as well. And at the end of the day, the people that we're serving in our communities locally or even online 
are looking for a place to belong where they're safe to ask the questions and get the information and education that they want and need um, without being you know, bricked into a, a specific stigma of who you are now that we know this yeah. about you know. What would you say is one of the most profound stories that you have heard or seen that just keep you motivated and inspired to to stay on track with this mission um, for education. So it's actually one of the tougher stories because I've been in the adult use cannabis industry. I've been a participant for years. I've never seen the profoundness of what this does for us. And so obviously THC and CBD have very different effects on the body. Uh, and, I'll, and this story comes from the, the CBD industry specifically, which is what happened in our store here at Eleven. We were open for about three days. Uh, a, a person who came in who was about six foot five, definitely worked out a lot. Uh, he was a, an athlete of some sort. And his first words out of his mouth were, "I hear this stuff can help me, uh, can help me from or stop me from killing myself." And it was, it was super profound. It was something that changed the way I think about why I'm participating in this industry. And so he came to the counter. I, I said, well, you know, we have to be careful about how we approach this, obviously, because this is a sensitive matter, right? Person's going through a hard time. And, the, the, and I said to him, you know, there are benefits, but I, I really want you to go see your doctor and, and talk to somebody about this. That's a professional. It's really important. And, and I said, if you'd like to take this with you, and he said... You know, I, I, I hear that this, this will, the doctor just prescribed me twice my dose of Xanax. And I already don't want to take Xanax anymore. And why, why is he prescribing me twice as much when I feel this way already as it is? Uh, he took our, I gave him a bottle for free. I told him to please go talk to his doctor right away. And I, I really was worried about him. I, you know, it's something that I, I thought about for the next couple of weeks. He came back in about three weeks later. Uh, with a smile on his face. It was really cool. And he bought two more bottles from us. And he came in and he said, you know, I really wanted to kill myself that day. I really, really did. And for some reason, I don't know why I walked into your store. And he said, with his doctor's help, he's on half of his prescription of Xanax. He, from the original dose, not double what his doctor had prescribed originally half of his original dose and he's been coming in every couple of weeks since. And it's, I, you know, we can't say how much it helps, but you, you got to believe in stories like that. And it, it's, it's changed the way I've, I've run this business or I've thought about this business because, you know, I've always been a supporter and I've always wanted to do something that I loved and could work in, in, in something that really meant a lot to me. And then, and then that day it really changed to, you cannot fail at this because you're helping too many people. It makes a big difference. I'm over here crying. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I'm no, trying to hold back tears. Every time I tell the story, I tear up a little bit. It tells me, but yeah. And it makes me happy because people like that, like they didn't, they were just not educated. And, and, and the stigma that's related to our industry, it sucks. So it's nice to see. I am. Um... Uh, the bulk of my work is getting to interface with consumers and I get to hear the good, the bad, the ugly of the products that are working on the marketplace right now. And, you know, there 
are a lot of really heavy opinions around isolate versus full spectrum versus distillate and all these buzzwords that are flying around. But for me, it's the plant is the plant is the plant and how it shows up and how it's used is, you know, grossly what, what our local and government municipalities will allow. Um, nevertheless, the stories of transformation that I get to celebrate with our with our incredible community members. And for those of you guys who are listening, I love you. Um, it, it shakes me to my core. And I'll share a story with you where I really felt like, because I used to, I honestly, I used to call um, CBD diet weed. I'd be like, this goddamn <laughs> diet weed. Like everybody's all on this craze. And I was, I was tripping on it for a little minute there where I was just like, this is some bullshit. <laughs> this is not even real. You, you were second guessing the placebo effect. I was second guessing the placebo effect. So I, um, but then my girlfriend called me one day and she, her son has mitochondrial um, disease and she called me and she's like, I'm just fine. I'll try it. Whatever it is that I got to try. I'm going to try it and send it over. So I connected her with a lady who was close by. They they chose to do a one-to-one based off of all of the different things that they were working on. And she called me a couple of weeks later, hysterical, crying, you know, blah, blah, blah. It was just like, I thought, I thought the kid had died because I was like the, the severity of the shriek in the phone. I was like, great. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm going to hear bad news right now. And when I finally got her to calm down, she said, I was like, what happened? And she said, my son's still sleeping. It's been eight hours. Full night sleep. Full night sleep. I slept with my husband last night. I haven't done that since he was born. I, I, I'm afraid to go back to sleep. Like, She's breathing. Everything is okay. Everything is okay. And she just kept saying everything is okay over and over again. And since then, we've seen like incremental and incredible improvements with her son. And she's starting to help. She's become one of our certified practitioners. She's starting to help other moms in her area incorporate you know, cannabis and hemp into their treatment regimens and working collaboratively with the doctors. And I quite literally still like have these moments where I complete, uh, where I'll literally break down crying, knowing that like these types of transformations are happening for people and it's almost unexpected. Science is only just starting to pull apart the why, you know, behind our bodies and how all of these things are working. And it's incredible to see companies and organizations like yours popping up all over the place where they're really hyper-focused on cultivating the relationship with the community, providing the education, but also the product that offers that instant gratification or, um, you know, experience that can back up everything else that science is discovering. Um, when you decided to start your business, what, what, what were some of the, or I guess from the time that you launched till now, what have been some of the challenges that you have been faced with while you're on this path of transformation? 
credit card processing. No. Um, so obviously, <laughs> you know, the FDA has no other lever to pull. They try to pull a different one with a different branch of the government, which went into the banking system and said, you know, we're going to regulate the, the, the accounts that, that, that belong to CBD companies. Because if you have 0.4%, you are now, you know, money laundering and committing a felony. Um, it's, it, it was, it, it stunk because we were an isolate with COAs to prove it, you know? And so that was a major challenge. Obviously, banking and regulations along those side are tough. I really, you know, I got lucky because I participated in the adult use industry, and there's a lot of companies that are entering, good companies too, that are entering the CBD industry that are having a challenge in finding quality products, you know? And I think quality product and inputs are, are a big piece of it. We got lucky because we did have a couple of relationships already in the industry. And we, have, and we started on the right foot. Other, other major challenges, and, and, and by all means, when we think about different industries as far as new hires are concerned, we are one of the luckiest industries on earth because all the people that are coming into our industry, especially the young, young people, are super passionate about joining this industry. So it's not a typical issue like traditional businesses, but the issues are teaching them how to be lawyers at 20 years old, you know, because we can't say certain things and we can't do certain things. And, you know, what we, what we enjoy in our own time is a di very different thing than what we, what we do as a professional business. And we have to make sure that we, we understand the, the implications of what we do at work. So like the, the, the training part of employees has been great. That they have so much passion for it. Uh, other obstacles is, it has been competition too. You know, there's, there's a lot of uh, negative news out there. Then people try to pin on people, and you can't use certain words. So some people try to try to create problems for businesses, and I guess that's a typical business problem, especially when you you've had some success. But uh, typical business issues, and then you couple in regulations, um, you couple in banking issues. I think other than that, and you couple in supply issues because quality of supply is a big start point yeah. when you talk about you know, your certificates of analysis and, and what, what, what you're actually testing for. And when you're talking about, you know, you hear these stories like you and I just talked about, it's not just, you know, you're not going to a bar and having a beer with friends. You're changing, you're trying to find a solution for something that a lot of other things haven't helped with. So we want to make sure that we're supplying the market with a product that is as best as, as it can be. That's that. And other than that, our challenges, you know, have been typical business challenges. Yeah, typical. And yet not so typical. Like in a normal industry, you can get credit card processing and no one looks twice at you. But, you know, here you have to give a sample and a kidney, you know. The, they, I've, never, I've, I've, I've run businesses for 15 years. I've never had a, a person from the company come to inspect my store ever prior to operating lemon to actually see what credit card processing is allowed in the store. Yeah, it's pretty it incredible. It it's pretty incredible to watch and be a part of. Fortunately, we've bridged some relationships with some banks out of Manhattan who are friendly and have a whole compliance sector built in. So it makes it really super streamlined. And that's fortunate for a lot of I'll share that contact with you as well. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and same thing with supply chain. Because of our extensive years in the industry, we've you know bridged some really important relationships with manufacturers and suppliers, and anything from flavor and scent all the way through to you know the raw material. So it's it's really cool. It's really cool to be a part of, and I'm super proud 
um, you know, of the progress that we've made with this unchartered territory. Um, in this next segment, we are going to be doing what I call the words of wisdom and knowing what we know now. I always wrap it in this. Knowing Uh-oh. what we know now, if we were right back at the beginning, what would be some key pieces of advice that you would tell your former self um, as you were getting started that might help them shortcut uh, their path to success? A lot of people say it, but I think it's really, really true. Follow your passion. I should have moved to Colorado about 10 years ago, uh, but I didn't. <laughs> My family's all on the East Coast, but really follow your passion. You know, Don't just wait for something to come to you. Um, obviously, it's been years for regulations to come to the East Coast. Uh, I wish I started sooner. I wish I knew more because when you hear these anecdotes, you know, feedback or these, these feedback from people, it, it, I should have made a difference sooner. Um, I wish I had a bigger voice when I was younger to not only to myself and to my family, but to other people too. You know, you, you do want to listen, you know, you do want to make sure that you understand what you're saying before you share it and disseminate it to other people. But at the same token, saying how you feel is very different than telling other people how to feel. And so I think we should have a bigger voice as we're growing up. Uh, At 38 years old, I wish I would have started at 18. Um, Other than that, I I, I think if you're going to get into this industry and you would like to do it in the most efficient way, dive into it wholly. You know, there's, there's so much to learn. There's, there's regulations, there's manufacturing, there's um, product development, there's packaging, there's technology, there's finance. There's so many little things that go into it that there's always an opportunity for you somewhere in this industry to participate and make a huge difference that the sooner you get into it, the more intelligent you'll be as an adult. And, 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 as you, as it, and, and your understanding of how businesses are run will be much more concrete getting into this industry than any other industry because you better run it right. But yeah, I think those are my big words of wisdom. I think, you know, start younger, have a bigger voice. Don't be afraid to pursue something that you have a passion for because you will make a difference if you're passionate. Man, such powerful words. Okay, I'm going to piggyback on my, um, with some words of wisdom. Why did you start in the industry? What, what, what would you say to yourself at a younger age if you were to get into it 20 years ago instead of 10 years ago, was it? Um, no, it was 20 years ago. <laughs> okay, never mind. Your words of wisdom are, are well, everybody should listen to you 100% then because, you know, we owe a lot to somebody who's been in the industry for 20 years. You've been there when, you know, you were considered a criminal. Yeah, absolutely. So <clears throat> here's here's some things that I would say. And and honestly, it goes right back in line with with what you're saying. And I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna add some whipped cream to the Sunday that you already laid out there. Um, because it was good stuff, you know, really, really good stuff. And at the core of entrepreneurship, that's really what it takes to be successful long term is that stick to itiveness and it requires having a voice and being an, an a relevant message and it requires having passion and purpose, you know, to build profitability. Um, so some of the things that I will piggyback off of what you said um, is uh, this is a relationship business. And if I had to go back and look at what I did for so long um, before relinquishing control, I was a control freak. 
I had to have control of every aspect. I had to know, you know, who was farming and who was doing this and this and that and so on and so forth. Things that I had no fucking business doing in the first place. I had no business. I knew the piece that I knew. And that was the area that I should have stayed focused in through and through, up, down, left, right, and center, and found the people who were a direct complement to those skill sets and assets to be a part of my ecosystem and, and found the together as one feeling so 20 years ago. Um, that I was young and I was ambitious and I needed to feel like it was mine. And what I've learned is there's two different types of leaders. There's the teacher, the one who wants to be the one who knows everything and wants to share it all. And then there's the leading learner, the more quiet, subdued approach and asking the right questions at the right time to accumulate the information to make the right decision at the right time. Warren Buffett is an incredible example of this. He watches, watches, watches. There's no better trader in the world. And he will not make a move if the timing is not right. Now, all of these young bucks are out there just shooting the shit and making it all happen. But Warren makes a very educated decision at the right time. And he asks a lot of questions and accumulates a lot of information before making that move. So that's what I would do um, is take your time and make sure that you understand when you do something is, is almost as important as what you do. When you do is almost more, more important than what you do. The second thing that I will say is team will buy you your time every time. Building a team and cultivating a feeling of trust inside of your team and knowing that every person has a unique contribution and piece of value that they're bringing to the overall goal, um, that will buy you your own time and freedom. Otherwise, you might as well just go get a job because you're going to be working every day anyway. Um, and then finally, <laughs> the final piece that I will have is... Um, you know, as a team leader, you really have to look at yourself as an entrepreneur, as a team leader, you have to have very clear vision and very clear goals without that very clear laser focused track that you want to be on. Your team is doing anything and everything they can do to support you. But if you don't have a clear vision on where you're going, everyone's efforts are going to go through the drain. So you yourself get laser focused on what you want to what you want to do and the way you want to do it, who you want to do it for, how you want to do that, when, and most importantly, why. Why do you want to do what you're doing the way that you're doing it for the people that you are serving? And that, my friend, will help build a really solid foundation and uh, make your mistakes in the beginning instead of the end of whatever it is that you're trying to do. Very agreed. I, can't, I couldn't agree with you more there. Awesome. It's almost like, you know, you think about it when, when the last comment you made about employees' value and worth. They don't feel worth unless they have a focus. And when you're an exploding star going in every direction, it looks pretty, but all your energy is not going in a direction. It's going away from the center. And I think focusing on what the core values are really drives a brighter star. So that's, what, that's, that's part of our teamwork here. So I couldn't yeah, agree with I you. love that. Well, why don't you tell us a little bit more about the Levin um, uh, and where we can find you? Where can folks find your products right now? Are you available online? All of that good stuff. Let us know. 
all the good stuff. So Levin's Dutch word for life. Obviously, life is what our brand's about. You can find us on the web at levincbd.com. On Instagram at levin.cbd. We're running a contest right now for the holidays. Happy to for other participants to join us. Uh, and you can find us on Twitter at levincbd. Amazing. And we, ship for, and we ship for free, which is big. So Yeah, that's huge. No most... Nobody does that. I randomly got the hiccups. For Even those Amazon days. doesn't do it anymore. I know. Haters. Bezos is getting, he's getting opened. <laughs> uh, okay. For those of you guys who are listening in, all of the social handles and websites will be listed inside of the blog that you can see right here around this episode. Make sure that you guys check out our show notes and highlights. Certainly the words of wisdom from today's show. Um, probably some of my favorite because we talked about just foundationally what it actually takes to succeed in this space. If you are a budding entrepreneur, check us out at theemeraldcircle.com. And if you are a person looking for products you can depend to deliver the results that you're looking for, check us out on medicalsecrets.com. Any last words, my dear friend? Live well, have a good life. Spoken like Oh, come on. And smoke a joint. It really helps. <laughs> that's awesome and probably one of my favorite closing lines guys <laughs> thanks so much for tuning in with us i'm your host with the most sonia gomez and this is the hemp revolution podcast we'll see you on our next show thanks for listening to this episode we took notes on this episode for you along with all the links and resources mentioned in the episode Get them free on the show notes page here at www.medicalsecrets.com. If you love this show and our content, please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you really want to help us get the message out there, please rate, review, and tell all your friends. With your help, we can continue to reach the world with our message. And until next time, we hope you join the hemp revolution, and we challenge you to dream big and love the life you live. <laughs>